now listening to the Seventh Rounders. Welcome back to another episode of the Seventh Rounders brought to you by AT&T. Um, the NFL draft is over. We are all happy with our drafts. Um, Connor as a Falcons fan, happy. John as a Dolphins fan, happy. Chad as a Jets, Saints, Lions fan, very happy. Um, let's get into it. Let's start there. Um, Trayvon Walker goes number one overall to the Jags, um, followed by Aiden Hutchinson at two. Then we have a couple defensive backs at three and four and Derek Stingley and Sauce Gardner. Um, guys, uh, let's let's go into our teams first, and then we'll talk about draft winners and losers. Connor, the Falcons take Drake London at eight. It seemed like it was trending that direction, uh, you know, the week leading up to the draft. Where are you at mentally? Um... I mean, first of all, there was no pick that was going to be like a home run at eight, in my opinion. Um, I'm super glad we didn't go quarterback with that pick. That was like my biggest fear. Uh, clearly, nobody liked the quarterbacks uh, as much as the the hype was was giving them. But I think I would have preferred Garrett Wilson, but Drake London, big body, uh, drawn comparisons to Michael Thomas, Mike Evans. Should be fun to have him and Kyle Pitts. And we also signed Auden Tate this offseason. So we have three receivers that are 6'4 plus. Um, you know, he is a little bit injury prone or has been injured a lot in college. But I think that's more freak accidents than like, uh, you know, like long term issues. So I'm happy. I'm satisfied, I should say. We'll give the front office the benefit of the doubt here. Okay. I would have preferred them to trade down, I think, but I, from what I've read and seen, it doesn't sound like many teams are looking to trade up. So, Chad. Yes. What do you think of the Dolphins' extensive draft? <sighs> we, 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 honestly, I liked it a lot. We, there was only four picks. They were all on day three. Um, it was the least I'd ever been like interested in a draft going into it, but you know, I'm happy with it. I'm happy with the guys we got, the positions we got, you know, we'll see what happens. Yeah. I think that's an optimistic way to look at it. Um, I, I, they drafted for need. I mean, linebackers definitely need, um, and what what's his what's his name? The linebacker from Georgia. I'm drawing a blank on his name. Uh, Tyndall. Yes, Tyndall was. Um, he played quite a few snaps. I guess wasn't considered a starter, but you know we'll see what happens with him. Um, I think it'll be you know interesting in that defense. Um, Connor, I have a little trivia question I wanted to run by you. Okay, uh, Connor and John, there are. 10 receivers in the NFL right now that are six foot five or taller. Okay. Which is the height of Drake London. Can you guys name any, 
You will get one of them. But after Can that, you say how many? How many are there? There are ten receivers, six foot five or taller. Let's see how okay. many you can name. I want to clarify. Drake London technically six four, so he's actually under. So he okay. won't be on that list. Okay. <laughs> uh, Auden Tate is one of them because the Falcons signed him. Yeah. Uh, these are just wide receivers, right? No tight ends. Yeah. Uh, we have Auden Tate, AJ Green. AJ Green is listed at six four. Is Mac Holland six five? No. He's a tight end technically now, I think. Um, this doesn't include rookies either, correct? Uh, correct. Is Ryan Tastes Seals like Jones a receiver? Ricky is not a receiver. Oh, his <laughs> name's Ricky. <laughs> is, uh, is Claypool, Chase Claypool over 6'5"? Listen. No. I had a... Kenny Galladay. Kenny Galladay has to be, no? No. Jeez. I had three, I had three old fashions before this episode. Can we get an old fashioned? For uh, the answer, please. Yes, I will give them to you. Okay. The tallest receiver in the NFL is 6'6". It's Colin Johnson with the Jaguars. Okay. The other nine that are 6'5". That's a legend right there. Yeah. The other nine that are 6'5". This is an elite list. Mike Evans, Auden Tate, Hakeem Butler, Alan Lazard, Jaleel Scott, Equinomius St. Brown, and Cam Sims. Alan Lazard is not 6'5". Yes, he is. You're telling, no you're, way. telling me that, you're telling me that Green Bay had that both of those guys are 6'5"? I don't, I, don't know if the, I, don't, I don't know if I buy that. I get that they're listed. I don't know if I buy that. I think Lazard is 6'5". St. Brown, I thought, was like short. But maybe I'm just thinking of his brother. Aquarium St. Brown. Well, I'll tell you what. Thank God, thank God, he's not six five because those receivers are kind of stinky outside of Mike Evans. So thank God he's six four. Mike Evans, we missed. We could have gotten that. Calvin Johnson. I straight up didn't think Mike Evans was that tall. I thought he was like six four as well. Didn't even think he existed when I was thinking of things. Drew a blank the whole time. Not on the list. Um, I will say last thing on the Falcons. Draft. They had some interesting round two picks. I don't know much about Troy Anderson, the, the linebacker they drafted out of Montana or Montana State, but he ran like a four four forty. So, and he's six four. So, I'm interested in that prospect. Sounds like a uh, developmental prospect. I'm intrigued with Desmond Ritter. I think he's going to get snaps as our starter by the end of the season. So we'll see what he does. Interesting. He's, he could be really good. Hey, listen, it was rumored that Arthur Smith really likes him because he's very good with his feet, very good at running that, like, pro-style play-action offense that the Titans are known for. Um, but I'll tell you what, we can't win too many games. Unless he's, unless he's a stud. I'm talking, like, stud. Like, you know he's a stud. We can't be winning ball games this year. The, the, I, I already looked at some 2023 too early mock drafts, which I need to stop doing because last year Spencer Rattler was the favorite to go number one overall heading into the season. And, I mean, we all know how that worked out. But go Cox. Yeah, he's Dude. awful. I do want to shift to some 
questionable decisions from Can teams. we go winners and losers? Winners and losers, sure. I'll I'll give you my first one. Okay. My my first loser of the draft, Ryan Tannehill. All right, you get rid of AJ Brown. You in a weird series of moves, which I guess I mean you end up drafting Traylon Burks with the pick you get from the Eagles. So you're basically drafting a cheaper, younger AJ Brown. With that being said, I don't think Traylon Burks is anything close to AJ Brown. So questionable decision already. It seems like Vrabel and the GM are on very different terms. And then they turn around, they draft Malik Willis in the third round. So Ryan Tannehill loses his top target, and they draft a potential replacement for him in the third round after he already was getting murmurs that the fan base wasn't loving him after last year's playoff run. So the guy got him the one seed, for for goodness sake. So he, he could be out of there real quick. So I think he's a big loser of the draft. I agree with that. Uh, my loser is the Bears. I mean, what in tarnation? I mean, you basically throw fields in there last year with, like, you two at wide receiver, like me on the offensive line, you know, Marzula at running back. I mean, they just threw the kid <laughs> out there, like, go have at it. And they come back this year. They decide not to re-sign Allen Robinson. Hold on. And then you go and you don't draft a wide receiver. You don't draft a running back in like the top. I don't. I don't think they drafted either. Like what? They're, they're going to run it back with you two at wide receiver. I mean, come on now. Just, Good lineup. They're killing his career. It's, He's so good, and they're just going to go and destroy it. It's bullshit. It's yeah, listen, I, I, was, I was listening to a podcast. Uh, I believe it was around the NFL, and they were basically saying, like, it's what the Jets did with Sam Darnold. You know, you have a, you have a new coach, new coordinator. You keep picking at the top of the draft, and it's like you're just wasting this guy's rookie deal. You know, like they didn't build, they didn't pick to build around him. They were basically just taking best available the entire draft, which is fine. But like you're just comp- you're just wasting a second season. This is basically his rookie year all over again, and I think it's going to be a disaster. And then you know, he plays bad this year, the confidence is just gone. Everybody thinks he's a bad quarterback, and that's that. Yep. John, John any winners or losers from you? Winners tonight. Old Fashions. That's one winner. Old Fashions. I think the Miami Dolphins are a big winner. Um, and I think the Buffalo Sabres are a big winner. <laughs> losers, I would say uh, tequila shots. Um Christian Portland bought me a tequila shot this past uh, this past Friday evening, set me down a bad path, and then um, I, an additional loser I would say tee shots. Went golfing today. I couldn't fucking find it off the tee box. It was an absolute disaster out there. Um, had a lot of good recovery shots though. Had a lot of practice because I just put the ball in the trees off the tee every time. But hey, what are you gonna do? What about you guys? I'll be honest. Like I said, you know. The Dolphins only had four picks. I couldn't. I I just couldn't get into the draft this year. I tried. I struggled. I failed. I couldn't get into it. I tried. I like. I I literally didn't pay attention. I haven't read any debrief articles. You know, <laughs> I don't know what to tell you. Hey, you know what? You're here for vibes tonight. That's it. You're yeah. here for vibes. I'm hammered. 
Yeah. Yes. Super vibes. <laughs> Listen. All right. My my winner of the draft is the Jets. I I it's probably not even close. Um. So you get Chad the best. Me, Chad comes up to me Friday night. He goes, "I'm a Jets fan now." Disgusting. What's wrong with this guy? <laughs> I'm really, a Jets fan. Um, you're, you're you're egregious. They go and get um, Sauce Gardner. Then they go and get Garrett Wilson. Then they go and get that Florida State edge rusher. Then they go and get Brees Hall. Then they go and get Jeremy Rucker. I mean, this is what the Bears should have done. You know, the Jets already made the mistake last year by taking Zach Wilson second overall because he's trash. I remember Marzula was obsessed with Zach Wilson. The guy is awful. Um, but at least you're trying to, like, put weapons around him. Like, imagine if the Jets drafted Justin Fields like they should have last year, like a normal person would. Um, and then your you aside, I, I mean, your bias aside, Zach Wilson, I think, is still going to be better than Justin Fields. Ugh. I was going to say, my winner, going off yours, is going to be the city of New York. I thought the Giants had a great draft as well. Uh, it, was, it was very strange to see two competent teams being run out of New York City uh, this draft, something I'm not really used to. Uh, before I get to my next winner or loser, since you mentioned Marzula, I do want to issue a public apology to him. I had tweeted at him both time, both first-round picks that the, uh, the, the Packers took. You know, I thought they were going to take Watson in the first round. Turns out no receivers taken between when they took Watson – and when they took Quay Walker at 22. So I'll applaud the Packers. I apologize to Matt Marzula. Aaron Rodgers, I was watching him hammered on the McAfee broadcast as well, live during the first round. That was great. He seemed like he was having a grand old time on the beach somewhere. So Packers back. Packers back. Uh, big winner for me, though, Kansas City Chiefs. I thought they absolutely reloaded. Um I thought they had some good – they drafted uh, the kid McDuffie with the 21st overall pick, the corner from Washington. Loved that pick. They end up picking up Sky Moore, the receiver out of Western Michigan, who I think is obviously not Tyree Kill, but could play a lot of this – you know, he could play slot, play X, whatever. So I love the Chiefs draft. And then my last winner, I mean, the Philadelphia Eagles. God damn it. They just – great weekend for them. You know, you, you get A.J. Brown. You get Jordan Davis in the first round as well. You have some more picks next year. But on the Eagles, so this is this has to be a make-it-break year for Jalen Hurts, right? I mean, they've basically gone all in around him. He has a bad season. They take in a quarterback next, next year automatically. Same, say, same for Tua. Two and Jalen Hurts got to have it this year. Make or break. Must. Necessities. They, they have to have it. Um, another winner. I like Detroit's draft. Um, you know, I – listen, I – you know, I'm biased, but I can admit when someone's good and Aiden Hutchinson's really good. Um – you know, I think he can be the cornerstone of their defense. You know, they basically basically had three first-round picks because Okuda played in, like, one game last year before he blew out his Achilles. So they'll have him for the full year. 
Aiden Hutchinson. And then I've been doing some digging, guys, like during the draft, before, after. Uh, Jameson Williams is going to be the best player out of this draft class. Um, All right, I'm going to clip that for sure. You can clip that. that. We're going to have that. He will be a a top five receiver in the NFL within three years. Clip that. (laughs) Just keep clipping him. Um, I mean, he is, if he ran the the 40, he would have broken John Ross's record. You can clip that. Um, Made tremendous strides with his route running and just general hands. Um, in his senior year. Um, I just, I think he's a flawless prospect that teams won't be able to guard. You can clip that. (laughs) All right. I, I think he's going to be great. Um, I'll be interested to see if he actually ends up sitting out the entire season. Um, I know he's supposed to, but we'll see. Uh, but on the lions, I wanted to go number one overall pick. The Jags take Trayvon Walker after being rumored to take Hutchinson, like basically the entire draft process. Now, I personally, I like Hutchinson. I don't, I like Walker. I think the Jags, this was just a bad year to have the first overall pick. But I'm curious if you guys think they missed a no-brainer in Hutchinson. Would you have gone with somebody else, like an offensive tackle? Thoughts on the first overall pick? I didn't love it. I I think this guy's good. I just I would have gone with one of the offensive linemen. I just don't think you can't have enough. Or you yeah, you can't have enough good offensive linemen. Um so whether it's Evan Neal, the guy's name I can't pronounce, or uh the cross guy, I, I that probably would have been the direction I went as a Jags guy. Big Icky, dude. Big Icky Kwanu. Yeah. Yeah. John. Oh, oh, got a copy. Um, How much did you wind up leaving the casino up on Saturday night? It was a good night. Um, We don't like to talk. You know, Um, but it was a good night. It was probably my best night I've had, you know, up a healthy amount. We want to get out. We didn't push. We we didn't push it too hard. We didn't push it too far. It was just good. It was a good time. Johnny, there, you know we are on the same table for like it? four hours. You know why you didn't push it? it was Say again? so hard to get a goddamn drink there. It, it was hard to get a drink, dude. We were parched. We were fucking parched out there. Absolutely parched. Um, but the the camaraderie was off the charts at, at the tables. It was incredible. Now, Chad, I had a couple of other questions for you. First of all, thoughts on N'Kobe Dean sliding to the third round? I mean, the guy was invited to the draft, for, for goodness sake. Jeez. The guy falls to 83. Um, I think... Sounds like medical concerns? I don't really know, though, because he said he's fine. Did he get hurt when he was at Georgia or no? They said he had like a lingering shoulder injury, but he's apparently and might need surgery, but he's already said he's going to camp. So I don't really know. I know he's undersized a little bit too, 5'10, 5'11, something like that. But that guy flies around the field. 
Yeah, you think back, like, doesn't he remind you of Roquan Smith out of Georgia when the Bears took him? I mean, undersized a little bit, but just flies around the field. And Roquan Smith, I believe, went 10 to the Bears three years ago. So it's definitely a surprise, but I just feel like it's, you know, you see less and less teams placing a priority on linebacker these days. It's all, I was just looking at the uh, positions taken. Uh, Can you guess what position had the most players taken in the draft? Wide receiver. Incorrect. Um, Wide receiver was third. I would guess cornerback. Cornerback, 38 in total. Second was actually linebacker, but I think that's because a lot of the guys qualify as edge that that are DNs. So it's like a switch, but corners, surprisingly. Um, last thing I want to talk about, quarterbacks. We knew it was a bad quarterback draft. Draft, Excuse me. But, I mean, towards the end, you know, people were mocking like three, maybe four quarterbacks to go into the first round. One, were you surprised that the quarterbacks fell this far? Two, do you think any of these late-round guys will be good? And I guess three is Pickett the day one starter in Pittsburgh. You can tackle those in any order that you want. No, I I think they uh, give... um, Trubisky? Trubisky a shot. I mean, Trubisky, I know it was preseason last year, but looked really good with Buffalo. So I'm excited to see Trubisky in Pittsburgh. Um, So I think Trubisky gets the first crack. Chad's a big Trubisky guy. So if you're... All right, in that scenario then, if you're a Steelers fan... Do you want Trubisky to be good? Like, do you mind just waste? You basically waste yeah. the draft, right? I don't like the picket pick. I, I mean, I don't get it. You you go and sign Trubisky, okay? Which, when you sign him, it's like a holdover potentially for next year's draft if Pittsburgh's bad. But then you go and draft a guy that I don't see in any way, shape, or form being much better than Trubisky. So it's like if they both play this year and they're bad, like what do you do? I, that 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 was my thought too. Is like I was saying if 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 Trubisky's in this draft, he's the first quarterback taken, right? Yeah, yeah. I I just if if Pittsburgh had gone and signed like you know Teddy Bridgewater to be their like, or they just signed him, or um, you know. Marcus Mariota, then the, you know, the picket pick would make more sense because it's like, you know, Bridgewater and, you know, what's his name are like legit backups. But I think Trubisky has every right to get a crack at starting. So I just, I don't really get the pick. Mitch T, Trubisky, put on a shirt, Chad. I had something I needed to bring up right now, and it's my... My loser of the draft, my official loser of the draft. So I want to name a couple schools with players drafted this year. Lenore Ryan, Liberty, Missouri State. I already know who you're going to say. Northwest Missouri State had a player drafted. Sam Houston State and Sanford, they both had players drafted. Quachita Baptist had a player drafted. Where's, UT Chattanooga where's that, where's that had a drafted. 
First Chet, Chet is had a okay. first round pick, no, nonetheless. Valdosta State had a player drafted. Okay. I mean, South Dakota State had two. And the University of Texas had a goose egg. Don't you love to see it? I love to see it. You know, Tommy Herman and the boys go in there 2018, <laughs> 19, 20. They go and have the third rated class, the fifth rated class, the eighth grade class. Texas, they're back. Come around to the 2022 draft, a goose egg. <laughs> That's really That's poor. Oh, I love it. Do you know how many dra- players they had enter the draft this year? No. Any? I don't know. We're going to look. But that's pretty uh, – that's crazy. Like, BC getting a first-round pick, you and you can't – you're Texas, and you don't get anybody drafted. I, I totally thought you were going to say Syracuse, by the way. Oh. Did no. they have anybody drafted? No. Syracuse, God, no. I think they did. I think they had a, a corner or a safety. Unless I missed football players. Here's the thing, and I don't want to go like too much into college football, but if you're a a high-end recruit, how can you sit there and like even consider Texas? You're a five-star guy that has a good chance of getting to the NFL and making money, you know, or even a four-star where you want to go somewhere to get a chance at the NFL. How like do you consider Texas? You want to know what's funny, too? The state of Texas had the most high school players taken in this year's draft with 32. Like, that went to high school there. Wow. That's that's crazy. TCU also didn't have a a draft pick. (laughs) Wow. Even Kansas had a guy drafted. That's embarrassing. Did Nowitzki enter his name or no? No, he's got another season at, at Kansas. Okay. So, U, UTSA, okay, folks, we've talked about him from betting this past year, UTSA. It stands for University of Texas San Antonio. That is a branch campus of the University of Texas. The branch campus had a guy drafted. Sincere McCormick, he's a monster, running back. The Pity Jones running back. Like, (laughs) humiliating. I love it. Any other final thoughts on the draft? No, I honestly, I always enjoy the draft. It's a great time of the year. This is when hope is the highest for the uh, fan bases like myself. The Atlanta Falcons probably similar for you guys as well. It only goes down from here. It only goes down from here. And then we're in February again, and it's like, oh, let's start the cycle over. Uh, love it. All right, I think we should move on to the biggest event of the upcoming weekend. The running of the Kentucky Derby. John, I want to start with you because I know you already have plays in. Shout out to Messier, dude. Give me Messier. Velasquez is on the uh, 
Velasquez is on the ride, dude. Give me Messier, Chad. I'm with it. So, quick. I'll uh, tell you what, really quick. Last year, I won my Kentucky Derby bet because I bet on the horse because of the horse's name, Medina Spirit. It was the last name of my roommate Mike's girlfriend. So, I have to bet on Messier. You know, it's two years in a row. I got connections to the name. We're going to take it home. You but have to. You have to. I'll, we'll be rooting for the for the 14 as well, obviously, as I'm sure we'll talk about in a sec. But I'll turn it back over to you. Yeah, okay. Yeah. So Absolutely. I mean, what in the heck am I looking at? Oh, so these odds are based on – okay. So I think Zandon is the favorite at 3-1. to one. That's out of the 10 post. Um, Epicenter is 7-2 to two in the 3 post. Um, Messier eight to one is hitting in the six hole. Um, and then Taiba at 12 to one in the 12 slot. Taiba was the one that won the Santa Anita Derby now, like three weeks ago. Um, so those are the notable horses. We Barber Road, Ray Lou gets his first ride in the Kentucky Derby. This is his first Derby, right? Right. Okay. He, so he rode in the Belmont last year. That's what it was. Yeah, so Ray Lou's on the 14 horse. Barber Road, 30 to 1 odds. I'm going to be honest with you. I don't know anything about Barber Road. Um, but plays will be placed on Barber Road. Um, but, yeah, you got to go Messier. Clip it. I mean, I'll, I'll 100% sprinkle on Ray Lou. I mean... If he won, then I didn't have some. Yeah, what I'll kind of Ray Lou. His horse is a long shot. Yeah, I mean, what kind of what kind of supporters are we to not sprinkle a little bit on Farmington native and Guess Victor Legend? Show. Oh, Guess we are. Yeah. So we have to sprinkle. Yeah. So I'm thinking about doing a win place show of Messier, Barber Road. And you know what? I'm going to throw Pioneer of Medina in there because that goes with Medina Spirit, which is who Connor picked successfully last year. So it's a whole sort of vibes thing. That's where I'm at. I'm going to go Messier. I might go Mo Denangle. I kind of like Mo, Mo Denangle and then uh, Ray Lou's horse. Did you say Moan and Angle? Mo, Mo Denangle, the one, the one post, ten to one horse. Mo oh, Denangle. Denang. Okay. Uh, I will be fading Happy I Jack. I think that's what I'm riding right now. Jack Eichel, so I'm fading Happy Jack. Now remind me, on a win place show, is that a box? Does it have to? Can it be any order of the three horses? No, it's a. It has to be. You're in combining multiple terms. <laughs> Give me the trifecta box win place show, brother. Well, those are two different things. I know. I'm not that stupid, but I'm saying if you bet a win place show, and you list three horses, you have to list them in order of win place show. Yeah, so that's like an exacta, and then an exacta box would be the same number of horses, but they can finish in any order. Correct, John. Correct. If you box it, they can finish in any order. 
but you're buying more bets when you box it, so it's going to be more expensive ticket over. You horses you pay. Oh. I usually box. I see. I usually box like more than one. So if I do an exact box, exact as you're like you're betting on first and second, I'll do three horses. That's usually what I do. I'll do that this week. I'll tell you what. Some of the uh, Kentucky Derby is a good drinking day. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. Oh goodness, yeah. Just make sure you hydrate. Yeah. Um, I think that does it for Derby talk. You know, I think next year we need to have Ray Lou back on. You know, funny enough, I did text him today. I agree. I've not heard back yet. Yep. Um, all right, let's move to, um, Connor, I'll bring you in on this one. NBA playoffs. Uh, so. Boston's I'll say this. I love the Grizzlies. Yeah, John is such the hype beast with John Morant. Just so obnoxious and annoying. We get it. It's hard not to root for him. I mean, he's a fucking monster. I would way rather root for Steph. I have nothing against Ja, but I'd rather see Steph win. So here, here's the long story short on the playoffs right now, Chad. Whoever wins the Celtics or the Bucks series is going to win the Eastern Conference. Yeah. Whoever and the Warriors or the Suns are going to win the Western Conference. I don't care how hard the Grizzlies make this series. The Mavs could beat the the Suns tonight. It wouldn't change my opinion. It's going to be those are going to be the conference finals. And I ultimately think I think I like as of right now I like the Celtics uh, to win the title. But I think, well, in, all right, here, let me back up. I think if the Celtics win this conference against the Bucks, they will win the title. I think the Bucks could be beaten by one of the Western Conference teams. I th- So I'm in agreement on your top four. I think that's very likely that's what it'll be, those four teams. The one wild card team, so I'd put those four teams in tier one. Tier two, I only have one team, the Heat. They still intrigue me. I don't think there's – it's very unlikely, but maybe, maybe. They did make a finals with basically the same team. Yeah. I know it was the bubble, but I don't know, man. But um, I will say there's the series have been good so far, like – this has been a more competitive playoffs than I think typically happens in the NBA, which is nice. Um, but yeah, we'll see. The Heat are up ten right now. I'm sad that Joel got uh, got injured. I mean, that's just extremely unfortunate. But it is what it is. Guys, injury prone. Uh, I don't have too much else to say on the NBA right now. Connor, do you count, like, getting your face bashed in as, like, injury prone? Dude, I mean, no, no, I don't. But it's, like, the same thing with, with Carson Wentz, you know. At some point, it gets to a point, like, I know you're getting all these freak injuries happening to you, but, like, there's always something, 
you know? Like, before that, it was his thumb. Like, he got two freak injuries within, like, a week of each other. I also didn't even know the face thing happened, and, like, he, like, stayed in the game. So I don't exactly know, like, how that happened. But maybe he comes back with a mask in, like, game three. Who knows? Connor, I have one more pressing question on the NBA. And I can't make up my mind on this one. Uh, It's related to James Harden. Do you truly believe his game is just on the decline, or do you think he's just having a bad year? I I mean, there's always this possibility with James Harden that he's just checked out, that he just, like, really doesn't care. But I think he's just, like, his body's just not as explosive anymore. It's just worn down, ton of wear and tear. His style of game is kind of transitioning out of the NBA, where I feel like a couple years ago was huge, like, ISO, ISO, like, like Westbrook triple doubles, like hard. There was that year everyone was putting up triple doubles. Now I think it's a lot more like swing it threes. So I think he's getting played out a little bit, but I also just don't think he's nearly as good as he was in Houston. He's he's. I mean he's he's getting up there. He's you know thirty two, thirty three at this point. Thirty two years old. That's I mean, he still averaged twenty-two. He still averaged twenty-two, ten, and seven this year. So like, he's still putting up stats. I just when I watch him, I don't think he's nearly as good or as explosive as he was. That's that's where I'm at. When if this was like th- two, three years ago, it, it doesn't matter if he had seven guys on him. If he was shooting a three, I was like ninety-nine percent sure he'd make it. Like, one of the most incredible offensive players I've ever seen. And now it's I'm watching him, it's like, I mean, it's highly questionable when he shoots from the outside. Like, eh, maybe it goes and in. Something he said, too, you know, they changed the rules. He's not going to the line as much. But I think I think that's more so him just being less aggressive as he's been in the past. I think he's starting to realize that he needs to become more of a facilitator. Um, I don't know. I... And it was weird because right when he joined the Sixers, it looked like he had a little bit of a boost, right? Like he was kind of going off for like the first few games. And then I just think, I don't know if he, his body can physically handle like all these games anymore. And that much usage. I agree. I agree. He'll be a Sacramento King before we know it. Oh yeah, he'll he'll be 38 and he'll be signing a two-year deal with the Kings. Uh, he's going to be playing 15 minutes a night, 22 games a year. That that's a Sacramento King if I've ever heard one. I mean, just the de- I mean, I don't really want to get worked up right now, so we're going to move on to the NHL. Um, so the NHL playoffs are here. I'm trying to get like reacquainted with where these series are at. Uh, John, do you want to step in? Say a few words. Um, you're not not, um, yeah, it's you mean it's a, we're, we're on game twos. No, no, my connection's terrible, dude. Um, we're on game twos. The series are just starting. It's uh, the Penguins-Rangers game just went to like 3-0. Crazy, like was, 87 was- shots on goal, I think, by the Penguins. Something nuts. That was a phenomenal game. I think there was 136 combined shots or something like that. 150-something. I, I mean, I doubt. Uh, 
And then you got the uh, the Canes Bruins series is very chippy, uh, very very chippy. You got the the Lightning and Maple Leaves. Uh, Maple Leaves smoked them in Game One, but the Lightning were up when I left the room earlier. The Avalanche beat the shit out of the the Predators. The Wild are nice. Uh, I don't know what else. The Wild just got absolutely brutalized by St. Louis the other night. Uh, but sure. Um, St. Louis I'll, is nice too, yeah. That's what I meant. That's what I meant. I guess I think... I, I think like the Wild. What's that what? guy's name? Spiel Kaprizov? I still like the Wild. Kaprizov. They got some good players. Kaprizov's yeah. nice. Kaprizov, yeah, he's a beast. He's no Tage Thompson, but he's solid. Um, Tage Thompson is the best John was can't boasting. Wait for, can't wait for 2023 NHL. John was boasting a couple weeks ago, like how the Sabres are the best non-playoff team ever. And I was sitting there they looking are. at something a few days after that, and the Sabres don't even have, a, even have a winning record since February. I'm like, John, what in tarnation are you talking about? Listen, such a little I'm gonna make fucking a roach, dude. I'm going to make a pledge right now. If the Buffalo Sabres... Make the playoffs next year. We'll fly to Buffalo. We'll go to a game. Yes. Yeah. That would be we would you guys you guys deserve that. All right. You guys deserve that. Or if the Kings make the playoffs next year, we're going to Sacramento. Sure. I get and that might be the sure. only time I ever do go to Sacramento, but I will go to a Kings playoff game with you when they make it. Okay. Connor and I are going to be getting ready for our like, 70th birthday parties. <laughs> Put it on pause and go to Sacramento. <laughs> yeah, it just never happens. They might move cities before that, honestly. Yeah. Yeah. I, I wouldn't know what to do with myself. I have nothing else to torture me on weeknights in the winter. Um, uh, I don't want to talk about the MLB, dude. There's nobody can hit the ball. These guys can't see the ball. They they can't hit the ball. Guys can't field the ball. I don't know what the hell's going on this year, but just gross baseball so far that I've been watching. And my fantasy team's performances have reflected that. So I just I want nothing to do with, with that chatter tonight. I I'm I'm a firm believer now that there's no rhyme or reason to what teams are good in baseball. Like San Francisco was was probably the best team in baseball last year. I didn't I knew two guys on their team. Like they were not a good team. And now the the Yankees should not be good. And all of a sudden they just forgot how to lose baseball games, which in the moment is enjoyable, but you know it's me and my sports team. So you know it's just gonna come crashing down. You know what I wanted to say the Reds are three and twenty eight. Three and twenty nine maybe at this point. That is so disgustingly bad. That is, they and they were good last year. I think they had a winning record, and they just traded everyone. They're like, ah, too much money. Get them Joey, out. Joey Votto just got hurt, so shit. How Votto's been there his whole career? How how has he dealt with that that long? I mean, uh, Barry Sanders level torture. I mean, <laughs> he, get, he gets paid well to do it, you know? 
Love the city of Cincinnati. Good Midwestern town. The stadium and the area around the stadium is actually very nice. Um, that's all I can say, though. Oh, all right, last calls. F1 in Miami this weekend. Um, wait, what, John, is it a Saturday or Sunday race? I don't fucking know, dude. My internet sucks. I'm sick of it. Uh, it's probably Sunday. Every race is Sunday. It's Sunday. probably qualifying on Saturday. Mute yourself again. Um, no. I'm excited to get after it watching this race Sunday, May 8th at 3.30. Wow. Um, we'll get after it. Um, what else? NASCAR, not, nothing new to talk about there. Connor, what's your last call? My last call, the weather. It was, uh, I feel like we're finally in just nice weather going forward. Knocking on wood, but the last like month, it's been like warm and then like snow or rain, then warm, then snow or rain. I'm hoping we're finally in the clear and coasting the summer now. Did it rain in the city today? It did this morning. Okay. Yeah, I got some rain here, but I agree with that. Before long, folks, get that sunscreen ready. It's almost that time of year. <laughs> Protect your skin. You only have one set of skin. Well, technically, I think. No, yeah, yeah. Let's we'll save that for another episode. Uh, just, you know, be healthy. All right. We love you all. Have a good night. Peace. Thank you for listening. Production by AJ Bradbury.